good afternoon, everybody. I'm saying good afternoon as if I know when this pod's going out. It's going on at, <laughs> at, se- at seven, 7 o'clock in the evening, if you're watching it then. Um, I'm actually delighted today, and this is going to sound strange for people that know me and Pete, that, I'm, that he's here, and I think this is really interesting because you've been a local politician for a long time. I have, yes. And you, we've got, we've, we've obviously, uh, it's in an area of mutual interest, which is young people and what have you. Absolutely. Um, I think, historically, people think that me and you don't get on. Okay, this, it's been said. So I'm really, I, I have to say, I really admire two things. One is that, you, that you're open and honest, you come to this and you, this, this could go either way. Well, it's going to be a positive experience. But here's the other thing. You've worked in local government for how long? I've been an elected councillor since 2007. Well, I mean, to be fair, people who do heinous crimes get <laughs> less than me say that, absolutely. Well, you know, I've said to Melody, I've said to the friends of mine that are councillors, my brother was a, was a, a councillor mm-hmm. up in Northumberland. He was, the, you know, he was a mayor twice. So I know the, the, the arena. Well, obviously, we have to go to meetings, and, mm-hmm. and I've done meetings in the Home Office and stuff. So I, I kind of see what you have to go through. Mm-hmm. I can only say... A, rather you than me, and B, thank you for doing it on our behalf. Absolutely, no, not a problem. Don't right. like to be here. Well, it's, it's one of them ones, isn't it? So, give us your backstory. Tell the people who don't know you, how, what, what, what's your, uh, your connection with Chippenham, what's your prehistory? Yeah, okay, so, uh, my, as Eddie said, I'm Councillor Pete Hatton. I, I've lived in Chippenham all my life, which is in September this year, 55 years. So, I think I know a little bit around <laughs> yeah, Chippenham. Yeah. Um, educated in Ch- born in Chippenham, uh, in Greenways Hospital. Educated in Fogel School and Harley Lewis School. Yeah. Um, my aspiration was to be a, a physical training instructor, but like with everything in life, plans go away, and I ended up being a, a salesman and different other bits and pieces. And then, as you heard, I went into politics in around 2007. Yeah. Um, Chippenham's always been passionate part of my family and I want to work with people like yourself Ed and all the community groups try and put the politics to one side and let's try and deliver for Chippenham and especially the young people as you said I'm passionate about the young people I've chaired what we call the local youth network which sits under the area board in Chippenham and is funded by Wiltshire Council We've worked together on some projects. I've worked mm. with colleagues on numerous projects, and it's a challenge. Yeah. Um, and it all all conversations we have of late come to the same thing. It most things are constrained by finance, sadly, yeah. um, and we have to work together. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I think I get it, and particularly if you're in a, a situation in party politics when there's that you might have one set of um, known. Um, challenges in your own community but then you have an overriding decree shall we say from your party that says this is our methodology i i, I you know it's, i think most people think particularly because of the articles which was no doubt offended loads of conservatives when i used to write those articles but here's the thing i used to criticize tony blair but no one ever picked on it they never no. said He's, he's absolutely murdering Tony Blair. He, I, he, yeah. I've called him all sorts of... I don't mean yeah. to be disrespectful. Yeah. No, 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 I'm I mean, not that well-educated. Yeah. I'm, I'm also, <laughs> no, I'm educated in a different way. Yeah. And my experience and my want and my passion to... to if it was g- going to be anything, it's to... Having worked in prisons, it's to stop kids going to prison. 
So I sometimes become across quite aggressive to people who are going like, like the bridge centre thing. I, I remember having a, a meeting with you, Richard Williams, and they say, look, if this is going to go in a, a mothball, give it to us mm. until there's another time when you decide what you're going to do with it. That didn't happen. So I was like, geez, it's so hard when you're on the front line. It's like the First World War. I'm not saying it's as extreme as this, although. I've worked with kiddies that kill people. And it's quite interesting you say that, Ed. I probably should have said about it. When I was a young person in Chippenham, I was passionate, as I've already said to you, about football, sport, and all the rest of it. I had the opposite um, connection with the Bridge Centre. I went there two or three times when I was 12, 13, and it did absolutely nothing for me Uh unless I played football. Yeah. And I was looking for the bigger picture. Yeah. And I think the discussions we've had over the years, there are certain elements, like with any decision, that we're passionate about the Bridge Centre. And I get that. And yeah. when it was pulled down, there was tears and all the rest of yeah. it. But I think there was also another element, even for getting me that I'm a councillor, was actually, when I went there, when I was 12, 13, whatever, mm. I didn't get it. Yeah. And, and I think it was right for some people, yeah. but perhaps not right for everybody. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's where we well, are. Well, with that. No, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. Because when I came back to Chippenham after working and being a musician, whatever, in London, I'd never experienced the, the British And the only thing that we ever did in there, and we did for one time for six weeks every single day, is the type of uh, programmes that we run, which are not yeah. like. No disrespect to the old, because that's exactly what we came across. Oh, we do sport, we do five aside. We said, well, what about the girls? What about the other aspects? So we will offer a program that's got so many aspects to it. We just use the building, and rightly so, so that no one else could say, oh, there's teenagers in there. It's like, this is a perfect environment. So we use the bridge centre more than the youth service. If you remember, there used to be the, um, what was it called upstairs? Well, we went with it. I don't even know what it's called now. What is it? Like a prue. It was the yeah. people referral to yeah. yips. Yeah. Young people's... Yeah. There's been so, so many things. Yeah. It's, right. So we worked with them during the day and then weekends or in the summer holidays particularly, we'd have that place. So for me, it's like, okay, I, I do understand what yeah. you said. I know what yeah. you do. And I've spoke to loads of people because there's a whole thing about the uh, Take Me to the Bridge. There's, there's a whole programme of events. There's memories but there's a memory lane we've started one with uh, another photographer who's, who's done loads of stuff about not net and i, I get you also because it's a strange place to have a, have a use center yeah. isn't it? it's a community yeah. center it's like well you've been surrounded by lead poisoning surely but if it's the only thing because here's the yeah. bit we're now in a pandemic we've had to we've had to apply to wiltshire foundation thankfully they they're, 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 they're receptive to hire the rotary hall Mm. To, to, because we need extra space for social distancing yeah. to, to work with young people who are so, say, vulnerable mm. and that the world, so, well, these people can't be left at home and these places, like, we know. Yeah. Yeah, if you've seen, I, know, I won't say it publicly, but what we've been through recently, not me, you, I'm on about us with yeah. social services, bless them all, hard working, all trying to, you know, there's all sorts of issues that are coming and this is the bit. The tsunami of mental health that's going to hit us now. All bets are off. This is what this I've been banging on about the distributor road, about the about the houses. Like, oh no, guys, I work up and down the country that we couldn't look after these people before these ideas. I don't care who's in government up there. In our locality, we haven't been able to uh, legislate for the young people. Now, 
that from people, if, if you don't ever come across young people, you, well, you know, because me and you mm. meet in the park, mm. and how many pro projects have we done with Will to say, Will will stop me and say, hey, this is happening. Yeah. We'll go, okay, let's do blah, blah, blah. He'll get in contact with you. We did that, the, the Cuckoo film, massive impact. There's a whole new tranche of young people who mm. suddenly have got a different respect for that park, mm. and more importantly, as importantly, the people that work there and the people that utilise it. Mm. So, the, the, for me, it's like, right, it's got to be a win-win. Yeah. You, you don't want a situation where you've got a lot, and this happened loads of times, lots of big groups of young people who feel distant, not, not a part of society in any way, and are getting told to keep the language down, this, down, that. Well, there's one way of doing it, and there's another way of doing it. And I think it's the positive side of it, and I, I get it. And I've experienced problems with my division and the town where you get, as you described, antisocial behaviour. And th there was always a classic perception, rightly or wrongly, where you see a group of young children in a park or an open space, they're not all bad children. There yeah. are a small element that do want just to yeah. cause trouble. Yeah. But if there are a group of teenagers in a park under a tree and they're not causing any trouble, then they're quite entitled to be there. Yeah. But I yeah. think it's all about, we, we need to get the message over, you know, it's, it's all about working together and we have to bring the community along with us we're thankful that we've got groups like your organisation that work with our youth. Would the Lynn like more funding? Absolutely, but that's like every other branch of every other council, and indeed the council itself would like more money. I think the challenge for us is, a lot, this is the benefit I see of the Lynn, we haven't got a building, and ironically we're in this building, that's costing us probably, I don't know, I suspect the Bridge Centre would cost around 100 grand a year to keep and maintain. Yeah. We can take that 100 grand a year and dish it out to, to groups like yours or individuals to say, look, there's some funding, you get on and deliver the service we want or the photography competition that we've done mm. or the arts projects or whatever it is. And I do see that being a positive, but I will say it would be great to have more money, obviously. Yeah. I think the challenge is, is the building. I, I for one, I'm not. I'm not a die-in-a-ditch person on a building, but I understand we need buildings, but we also can't be in a position where either a council or can-do or the church, that they, they're the sole person who pays the bill, because yeah. everybody's struggling. We need, if we had a building yeah. with six partners, everybody yeah. divvying up, oh, no, no, I could see that. Absolutely, but here's, here's my thoughts on that. Uh, so prevention is better than cure. If we, if, and, and this is, I, I know that there was not a part of the legislation to legislate for young people. There's, there, there is no remit in law for Wiltshire Council to have to have a youth service, mm. which is all well and good. Whoever came up with that needs to really re reconsider because the false economy of not legislating for quite physically able and sometimes uh, emotionally imbalanced young human beings is the detriment to every single person in the community. Mm. So when, if you're a politician and you're looking at budgets, and I know that this has happened many times, and they say, what, they don't say this, but maybe they do, what can we get away with getting rid of, right? And of course they look around and they say, well, you can't do anything with the senior citizens because they're well motivated, they pay the taxes and they're really quite vocal. Uh, mothers and toddlers, well, you know, what goes on and goes on, young people. Now, if you then looked at the price that we have to pay to put one of them, one of them through court, I would be able to pay you 
every year £100,000 in the money I'd save the society. So it's a false economy. Now, it's hard when you're dealing with people that are under the auspices of a party political thing. Right? Now, I, don't, I, I get it. Of course I get why people are members of parties, because you, mm. you, you have a certain set of um, principles. I don't relate very well. Mm. Now, and I, and I'm, mm. I'm all, I have to say, I'm always surprised when working class people are put from thing are members of the Conservative Party. Mm. I just am. Mm. It's like, do you not get that that's mm. an elitist party for the wealthy? I'm not really interested. It's not your fault who the party leader is, but they change. You can't simultaneously be... Uh, you know, fundamentally as a human being, you can't like everyone, you can't certainly uh, uh, support someone, you can't, okay, what's the difference between Theresa May and, and, and Boris Johnson? Yeah. Don't say hair <laughs> or shoes. I, I think, I, I get what you're saying, I think I, I, and there are lots of other, I know you, we're funny if we just bumped into Councillor Ross Henning, who's a dear colleague of mine, and we are, we stand under different political tickets, but we are united in our passion for youth. I think where people like him and I are different to perhaps others, when we talk about youth, you would not know that I'm a Tory or I'm... Oh, no, because, I, and I think I think I think what I'm saying is I think I can understand what you're saying and perhaps 10, 15 years ago that would be the case. I think with my part of my council roles, I've got two or three that connect with the youth. One is safeguarding, and you're absolutely right. Prevention is the best thing. Mm. I work with the police, prevention is the best thing. I work with the, I'm on the fire service for Dorset in Wiltshire. They spend more time preventing fires yeah. because quite rightly, if a fire engine has to go and men have to put fires out, that cost is a cost. Yeah. If a man goes to a school and can prevent young children starting car fires, yeah. We're not yeah. only saving money, but yeah. we're saving all sorts, and isn't it? it? And it's a yeah. challenge, absolutely. Of course, of course. So, so for, from my perspective, it's like, um, right, okay, I'll give you an example. We get called across to go to Calm, right, um, the town council, and it was still just when there was remnants of, of, of the youth service. What was it? About four of them. There were four advisors. Richard Williams was one of them. Yeah, he, go, someone over there. No, no. He was the. Uh, there was all these acronyms. He was a lift. Local. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, uh, I can't even spell my own name. Yeah. Then do acronyms from yes. someone else. But so I'm in this meeting, and uh, they're talking about all these antisocial behaviour problems, right? And I'm, you know, like some, you'd imagine me. I, as I say, I'm not very well educated, and lots of the stuff I do is kind of. I've probably got to be on the register somewhere, and I'm not about any of the register mm. of autism. The the uh, idea of I always call it the boy in the emperor's new clothes scenario, where I'd hear stuff and I'd go, well, are you, are you, "The guy's naked. Are you mad? You know what I mean? It's that sort of mm. thing. It's like so obvious because of my experience, having worked in prisons, worked around the country, worked in Brixton, but you know, name it, Salford, all so say hard areas, yeah. And I, I mean, what I think is a fundamentally fantastic area. So I come mm. back to Chippenham, yeah, not. Anywhere in Wiltshire, I mean, or anywhere, I've lived up and down the country, came to Chippenham for all sorts of fantastic reasons which remain to this day. Mm. That's the people, that's the, the, the crack you can have, mm. there's a great sense of community, so it's perfect. However, Lincoln, go around, go, right, we can do this, 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 and this, whatever it was, you know, usually. And I said, that's brilliant, yeah. So, but where are we going to do it? Where, where can we do it? I didn't know that we couldn't do it in the old youth service, mm. the, the old, you, you perfectly appointed youth building. And so what, what about whatever it's called there, you know, if, you, if we've done projects there before, I said, because it's amazing. 
Do you ever go in the one in, in Carl? Is that the Heritage Centre? I don't know. The one, no, the one by the wreck, by the wreck, you know, it was right by the field. Perfectly placed, as opposed to our one, which was a beautiful old building, which you could get away with doing loads of stuff, but was in the centre of a, of a roundabout. Whereas the mm. one in Carl was in a fantastic, and I, it'll come to me probably during my sleep, uh, what it was called. So I'm saying, so well, yeah, we'll, we'll do that there. <laughs> them there, said to me. Ed, We've got instructions from the county council that that building can be used for anything but with young people. And in fact, they've been in there and they've just, they basically destroyed it, they vandalised it. And I was going, I think I might have done this. You are kidding me. And they were. We never did that project because there was nowhere, nowhere place to do it. Now, this is what I'm talking about. It's like, right, if a group of young people had broken into that building and done exactly what the council had done, I'm not saying it was you, I'm like the council workers, <laughs> they'd be arrested because it's antisocial, it's vandalism. Now, I would love to know, really I would love to know, you can go away, you can come back and say, oh, it was such and such. Not because I want to berate them, but I want them to understand that those decisions are really retrograde decisions. Just like, whatever you do, in my, in what I'm saying, in my advice is, whatever you do, if you think that... Um, not legislating for youth in the first place, and it's not you, I know that this has mm. gone on for years. Mate. Mm. When I first came back here, you were not a councillor, so definitely not, not putting this on mm. you. But it's such a false economy that if you were just talking, as a Tory or anyone else, mm. about saving money, mm. the last thing you'd do, the, literally the last thing you do would be to destroy uh, areas that the people, and this is the interesting, so then we have to use the Olympiad. We're mm. using the Olympiad, right? which now is a great building for all sorts of stuff, right? Without a doubt, we put, we put on plays there, we put on all sorts of shows. But on a weekly basis, to take the young people that we work with, as opposed to going around to a youth centre, dealing with some of their issues in a way that people are glad that no one else can hear what their issues are, because trust me, they're quite loud. Mm -hmm. And then we're having to go, and we're, we're doing some of the stuff, the sports stuff we're doing, with only a curtain between a mothers and toddlers yeah. group. And like, oh. It's really hard for a young person in that situation, because they're involved in one of the games, to remember that there's little kids over this thing. And I'm thinking, oh, this is so difficult. When we were in the youth centre, not, not that they were allowed to get away with swearing and shouting, mm. by the way, just because no one else could hear them, but at least I knew that, that you know, as a parent myself, it'd be like, if I heard, and I did it because I was the other side, but if I, and then we've used We've used the other side since. It's like, oh no, the clash of the clash of, of needs here, which is someone's going to come out a loser. Yeah. It's going to be little kids, the parents, or the teenagers. You can't use it. Well, what I can provide reassurance is the last twelve months, obviously in lockdown, all our, we're having the same, not the same amount of meetings, but still a number of meetings virtually. One, there's two two things that have come out of COVID. One, we are still waiting, and we haven't hit the limit, thank God, yet. Mental. Uh, issues with young people being confined etc is, is is an important issue and it is a problem that we need to address mm -hmm. but one of the things that I think I can say to you certainly in the last meetings I've had in the last six months and this goes on all council business that what we want to do and strive for is the youth the young people are the center of the business so irrespective of it's just obviously they're connected with children's services. Yeah. But it could be it could be development, let's say. Yeah. We ask parish councils their view on X development, mm. whatever it is, or the same council. But we should be also asking the young people. Yeah. 
especially as you quite rightly say, if it's uh, if it's something that they're going to want or potentially have coming out of a development, you need to know what they want. Yeah. So we are focusing and making sure that the youth, and we've created something called Youth Voice, that the young people are actually asked, what do you think about this, or do you want to yeah. play a part in it? Brilliant. Who's running it? Well, it's part of the council. It's all the youth thing is going to all departments. Yeah. The youth voice obviously sits under to safeguarding and all yeah, that type yeah, of yeah. thing. But it's it's making sure we do connect with the youth. Yeah. Because the youth of today are the adult social care of tomorrow. Thank, thank, thank you for saying that. Because I, I sometimes well we used to get uh, uh, various uh, local governments and national governments to be fair, but um, we'd get us to do consultation. And one of the things we did was the South Wilts plan. So, I don't know, with the fantastic Maria Scordialis, who used to work for the county council. So we're doing these creative consultations, because, you know, you, you know you're, you're, oh, bless you, you must have been in, in a million of them. We did a consultation which is quite creative, and it's about future thinking, right? But we have literally, in each of these places, I think we probably did six, we'd have a, a cross-section of young people right way through right way through to really senior citizens. And in the space of a day, often you'd hear these two things, no matter where it was, we'd tell them what the other people said at the last consultation. They'd say, um, oh yeah, we need more, we need more police. There's all, there's all these youths hanging around on the street corners, right? But, but bizarrely, by, through the whole process of doing it, they, they would end up saying, what we need is more places and, uh, for young people to go and more things for them to do, without fail. Mm -hmm. So it's like, then the idea of hubs, bizarrely. Yeah. That's when, literally, out of that, that consultation all those years ago, this idea of social hubs came out. This yeah. one is one, but this it was me telling them all you should have is a multi-use place. But you also know that there's got to be horses for courses. Mm. In other words, if you really want to allow young people to develop, and you're doing brilliant if you're saying that they're going to have a voice, they can, and I agree with you completely, want to try and do the same with the Rotary Club, get young people involved in that, the... the the Greens Club, the Greens, the bowling club, by mm. our house, by our place. It's, it's a beautiful thing now. Mm. They won't have, they won't have anyone playing on it in 10 years' time if we don't get young people involved. And it, it's, it, it's literally the grassroots. So it's either bowling, I don't care what it is, because here's the other thing. The other thing that we're trying to stop is the kiddies climbing on the roofs of the bowling yeah. right now. So, we, so one young person sees me coming across the park and she's oh Ed, you're going to tell them off? I said, no. She goes, you are, ain't you? Now, we're still doing that, to be mm. fair. We, we put the bid in to do it with you uh, for April, whenever it's coming out. The idea is, they're climbing on a roof in our beautiful park, by the way, in everyone's beautiful park, so it's not as if they haven't got a beautiful park, so mm. let's remember mm. that. They're climbing on the roof of the, of the bowling green because that seems exciting, except they don't know that in that thing, and I checked it out, is quite a dangerous whatever. If mm. they fall through that, they're actually in big trouble, yeah. which is what the film's about. Go and talk to the guys, and bless Will, he, he organises the meeting. And I know Jeremy, and he says, uh, he said, well, that roof, he says, that, that roof there of the, of the club, he said, it's strong as hell. They said, it's not that roof I'm talking about, Jerry. it's that way. He went, oh, my God. He said, if they go through that, they'd be dead. Said, yes, that's what I'm talking about. So it's identifying the, the behavioural stuff. How do you, there's no point. I've, I've, been in the, I've been in the police station the last three weeks, as a, as a, you know, with, with the young people that we work with. There's no point. 
There's, by that stage, they've done something. They've already done something. Yeah. They've fallen through the roof and they've crippled themselves. Somewhere along the line, yeah. there's going to be all sorts of recriminations. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I am interested, of course, in recriminations. I'm interested in prevention. I don't want the kid to go through the roof. I don't want the bowls club to have a broken roof, but I certainly don't want a kid to be crippled for life and to regret it. Yeah. So you have to do something that allows the young people to buy into realistically and honestly whatever the process is instead of saying, well, <coughs> we want you to think this or do this. It don't work. I think the biggest challenge, you mentioned bowls, and we, we are quite, well, we're very fortunate, lucky, whatever you want to call it, within Chippenham. We've got a number of Olympians. Now, I expect if I walked down the high street today or any day and said to people in Chippenham, again, who lived there all their life, we've got Olympians, they probably wouldn't have a clue, but we've got a young canoeist and I know we've got archers and all the rest of it. Our biggest problem, and I suspect it's the same for Kandu and all the groups, however well we try to promote ourselves, we always come across the classic, and I get it, not on a daily basis, but on a regular basis, there's nothing to do in Chippenham. Well, we both know there is a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. We try to get that message out on text, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever the, the current platform is, but there will always be this challenge of those people you've described, actually, how do we connect with them? Because they're not, even if we had something really, really good, they probably would just still want to do, as you say, either antisocial behaviour or just walk around in a group, and it's how we get that message yeah. across. So, so it's also okay for young people to walk around in groups. What yeah. I would like to make sure when they're doing it is that they respect everyone else's, and yeah. that might be whatever age that woman or young man is walking through that park, because this is literally the thing that happened, that's why I'm saying it. Yeah. Will will know exactly what yeah. I'm talking about because he's talked to me about it and I've talked to the young people about yeah. it. The police hopefully haven't had to be m- more involved because this is what I'm talking about. That's yeah. on communication, which I'm, I'm going to congratulate you again. You've always ensured happened because it makes sense. If I happen to be a person that works, or we are happen to be works with community and specialise particularly in the hardest to reach, who are you going to call? It ain't yeah. going to be the Ghostbusters. No. It's going to be, oh, Ed's walked through. Hey, Ed, come yeah. listen to Every year that happens, and then we find out who it is, and we don't go, right, we're going to be in trouble. We go the opposite way and go, right, how, what can we do? And, and we have got so many offers on board. It's multi, it's life skills, it's food, it's, self, it's self-awareness, it's all those things, martial arts, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's going to allow a young person to say, hey, you're listening to what my needs are, instead of the one-size-fit-all. And I think we, go, we always come back to this thing about funding, but it, you mentioned it earlier, there's, there's a number of examples you can give. Uh, I use the fire as an example, but if you can prevent something, it saves you money. That's a fact, yeah, yeah, we know yeah. that. Yeah. The irony of all this is we've all got constrained budgets, but if we can prevent... Even if it's a young person going into either care or, God forbid, into prison, that cost, you don't go to prison and it costs nothing. Let's invest in that young person before we get to that stage, even if it's a matter of trying to support them through university, college or an apprenticeship. Getting them out of that is actually cheaper and beneficial to everybody. And it's recognising that yeah, because yeah. otherwise they go into something and it costs the state, us, yeah. the taxpayers, yeah. far more just than money. We've lost that young person. There you go. And, and it's that, yeah. get that. No, absolutely. So on all levels, what a win-win situation. So it's about reprioritising our budgets. I don't believe in the economy, by the way. I don't believe in the stock market. I don't believe in capitalism, uh, partly because it's a myth. It's an illusion. Yeah, if you, seriously, think about it. Your house 
you're selling now. When you bought it, it would have been one price. If you bought it when it's low, it would be, hopefully, you're gonna make more money on it. But the point is that your house would eventually have to cost a billion pounds if capitalism is real. Mm. It'd have to keep doing that, wouldn't it? It never does. The other thing that people don't understand is that without the pandemic, the stock market was going to pan. Do you, I keep a good eye on this. Pre-December, we were gonna have another 19, where is it, 2008 scenario. Nothing to do with the pandemic. I think in a way, I should imagine the capitalist system is saying, wow, thank goodness for the pandemic because you've seen all sorts of uh, opportunists all of a sudden started making PPE when they've never even heard of the word before. Yeah. Right, that's, not the, that's just human nature. Mm. I don't put that down to any political party because no. you and I could go through history and go, well, okay then, well, mm. one for one. Who did that? They did. Where mm. are they from? They're not doing it because they're conservatives or Labour or anything else. That's that, those people with those perspectives, I'll say it again, Blair, hiding under the guise of, oh, you know, they'll probably go this way. I don't think Boris thought that there was going to be a Brexit vote. I think he's an opportunist. In fact, I probably know he is. And, and, and it's, again, it's really hard not to be disrespectful of them, but I just think he's the, his, his, the nature of his upbringing, the nature of his elitism and, and certain stories I've heard about him at college would say, nah, you're not a person that is, uh, is, is looking at the best interest of the masses. I think I'm obviously part of the masses. I, th I think you probably are as well. You come from Chipnam. We're part. We're you know we come from a, a nice area, um, but it's real. You're a real person and real thing. You don't come from an estate, and I mean a private estate or a, a, a or a, a slave-funded estate like um, what's his name, Cameron. Anyway, the point is priorities, and I think moving forward, health and safety, obviously, uh, 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 community safety, as you said, prevention, absolutely. Uh, the prevention of negative spend. So when we worked in schools, it's like they get vandalism, they get this. How do you stop the school having to spend uh, money on expelling kids or breaking windows? Well, spend the money now because you don't want to keep having to replace the windows. Absolutely. Or, right. So anywhere moving forward, I think you, you did, did we send the information to you about the um, Unlock Reset Festival? You. Is this the one you're hoping to have in Monkton yeah, Park? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, you do. Monkton Park, uh, John Cole's Park, something for everyone. It's a school day, so we want to do educational stuff, not just us, I mean everyone, mm -hmm. to re-engage with our open spaces. And again, of course, if it's lockdown, we'll do it virtually. We've done one virtual film festival since the pandemic. We've uh, produced two short films in America mm -hmm. during the pandemic, whilst all the time working with really vulnerable families, right, and, and young people. So there's no reason why if it is unlocked. The point about the reset element is, how does everyone come together? You're saying it already, mate. I've got to say, I'm impressed. It's like, well, we're setting up this voice. It's like, yeah, it's exactly what's needed. Brilliant. We, maybe we should, talk, we should talk more. It's because we, we've got a, a raft of experience. You're probably better off speaking to Donna because she's articulate. But the idea is, oh, we work in such ridiculous circumstances. It's like, we work in Salford and Brixton with gangs or whatever we're working mm -hmm. with in really quite dangerous situations. And yet, when we come home, we might be up there for, we did one in Salford for three years, and when we come home, the, the, the comparative problems, of course, if you're living in an estate and you think you have an antisocial, it's no good me coming around and telling you. I've just, and this is true, I've just come from an estate in Salford where the guy that we were previously working with as a volunteer is in prison because he got asked by a gang to send this guy that is coming to his house, another guy comes out and shoots him dead in his front room. 
that's the reality we're dealing with. I'm going, right, so he's not on the team anymore then. No. We laughed, right? That's the nature of some people's lives. We work with Green Square. Back in the day, quite recently as well, doing award-winning, nationally award-winning stuff, or locally award-winning, regionally award-winning stuff with uh, Green Square, when they had the, the disposable income to invest in all sorts of the, the um, whatever project we did, which was fantastic about you know, needs, uh, preparing them from work, life skills and mental health, all this sort of good stuff. Brilliant. Green Square, fantastic. So we're looking at how do we how do we do this project up at uh, Hill Rise? So, do you know when we when we did we did a long term project that's fantastic, really worked well with all other other groups. I said any chance that we could take a coach for some of the parents or some of the people that were complaining about the young people and the young people to this project we're working with in Salford. I go well, what, what do they do there? Like, we told them they had this all sorts of prevention schemes run by the people for the people, without yeah. it sounding like a communist thing, mm. because there was little or nothing on this estate. We were employed by the university, which is quite forward-thinking of Salford University. What, 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 why do you want to take them there? I said, because when they go out there, not only when they learn about all these brilliant initiatives, but when they see the context of what these people are living and how they're operating, when they come back to Hill Rise, they get off the coach, they will kiss the ground. Mm -hmm. And bless Green Square, they said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Well, and of I course, think we didn't because there was no money in the end because everything changed. But you, you used a good analogy again, though. Often we get complaints, comments, whatever you like to call them. And I, I really say what you have just said. It, I'm not saying for one minute Chippenham is perfect. It's got issues underlying and ongoing. But if you go to somewhere else and come back, you then appreciate what you've got. Mm. Now, is everything rosy? No, it's not. Can we do better? Yes, we can. But actually, we're in a far better place than, as you say, some of the inner cities, wherever they are. Um, they are challenging, and they have different challenges. But our challenges are still the same. I think the biggest challenge is, is, is the perception of the young people. Yeah. And we, I go back to what I said about children under the tree. You know, for nine times out of ten, that would be absolutely fine. The one time when they're causing trouble, that's the people, that's when the residents focus on that, quite yeah, rightly. Yeah, yeah. And what we have to do is say, right, actually, kids, look, you're using this park or wherever it is, there are people around here that you need to treat with respect. Yeah, that ain't going to happen, that conversation, though, is it? <laughs> you're not going to stop and have a conversation. I do have that conversation, and no, obviously I'm used to it, so I don't expect everyone to do it. I don't expect... I have had the conversation. No, no, I know. I mean, you know, yeah, you, yeah. I mean you're all, you, 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 regular person yeah. in our community yeah. will want to go through, utilize that park, and there will come a certain point where it's like, oh, my needs are, are being overlapped by those needs, or whatever. And there's conflict, and I've seen it. You know this, and, and will they? And also, the staff get some, uh, over periods of time, they can get all sorts of abuse because they are the front line in that context. They're saying, actually, guys. You mind not swearing or da, 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 or worse but I think never before in a time in history without a doubt have we now got to say okay well that was how it was before and there still wasn't enough places to to to, uh, to work these projects through the whole thing with the Olympiad now I I don't know who owns it what owns it we talked we've, we've said about the, the riverbank thing now 
for me, they were, they were doing, obviously, again, we're going to go on about the bridge centre, and I keep going on about the bridge centre, because it just, it just made so much sense. It's like, well, no one's going to complain about them here. We can do what we want. Mm. They can. And we can definitely do the, the very thing that you're talking about, the socialisation that needs to happen, so they can kind of appreciate. But at least they know, oh, OK, well, we've got a place where we can go. Now that they haven't, not really. There's not really. If you join the scouts, yeah. If you join the, the cadets, yeah. But you have to do that. It's like, even if you do some of the stuff with Rise, they're religious. You have to. You have to be kind of. Don't they have a, a, a little angel sort of thing? It's like I don't know. I I, I work close, very closely with them as I do with you. As I say, yeah. ironically, you mentioned about angels. Actually, one of the sectors I have seen come in my lifetime as a, a counsellor, where they were clearly over there and local authority was here. Mm. It, it are the churches. Um, we have some wonderful churches in the town. Mm. Um, I know two or three very very intimately. They do food banks, they do, when they can, toddlers, group yeah. and all that. Big, biggest landowners in the country. They some are. Some of the richest, richest organisations. And it's, listen, I have absolutely no, no problem with people being under whatever delusion around their religion and they think that's up to them, that's fine. When people, when the country's taxes or when the resources are utilised or separated, because here's the next thing I'm going to say to you, the churches, does it involve... The Muslim church, uh, the church, the, 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 what are they called? The, the mosques. Does it involve the mosques? Because we've got loads of uh, uh, influx, and thankfully, by the way, of uh, refugees. Mm. This is what this project's about. Mm. I, <laughs> we, by the way, we have a different background for each interview, but you and Ross, we will sit and go, we'll have that. And it's not a, a personal thing. It's to do with the fact that we're trying to show everyone's art, all the art, they're all local artists. So we try each week, we try and show a different one. You'll see it as it goes out. We say churches, it's like, you know, the reset. That ain't you know, the church. Good luck to them. Where's the Muslims? Where's the Jews? Where's all the other people that are represented? So in, in a way, we can't as an old white uh, English, whatever. I'm not any of this. I am obviously white-ish, but the point is I'm Irish. Um, you, you, when you see that, it's the old world, isn't it? The churches and the council. It's like, uh, bless those people. They can be part of any organisation if they're coming together to to uh, contribute to a more positive outcome for the society. But we have to be completely inclusive. So you may as well do away with some of those some of those titles because unless we're going to say the churches, the mosques, the synagogues, the moonies, the Scientologists, go on and on because it's like they're all much of a muchness, aren't they? Some are older, some are new. You know, I used to be indoctrinated by the Irish Catholic Church, but look at me now, Doctor, I'm fine. But I think the churches, again, we talked about it earlier, I think they, they face the same problems. Again, I refer back to what I said about buildings. They realise they've got a huge building in some, some, some cases, costing a lot of money, yeah. but more important, forget the money situation. Basically, they were, we were relying on funerals, births, and the Sunday sermon, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm generalising a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and centuries of exploitation and wealth and, again, and development, gold stolen. And the similar, the similarities to, to politics in council is they wanted to change, and a lot of it is to do with personalities. Yeah. There are a number of reverends that I know very personally that I can call them by their first name. I wouldn't have dreamt of doing that 20 years ago, but they get it, and they will ring me up and say, can we do this? We have this. Yeah, we have the conversation. All the churches. No, but I think it's. I don't want to be. I'm just. Of course, no, it is. But the reality is, 
there's no system in the world that would get away with that amount of complaints about its procedures and yeah. still operate and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, something's going on here. Even very recently about the Church of England, it's like, come on, people. Well, I you think be, be good yeah. without being, be, yeah. you don't have to be good, you don't have to be no. a conservative to, 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 you know what I mean, or a Labour yeah. person to be a, to be caring about your community. Likewise, you don't have to be religious. Yeah. I respect anyone's views, but when they actually are used to uh, exclude in lots of ways, I'm not talking yeah. about the people you're talking about, yeah. of course there are local, whatever, their job's a vicar, good yeah. luck to them. Their job could be anything, I don't care what the job is, is how do they come together to best help and contribute to the sustainable way we're going to move forward. Yeah, and I think I go back to what I said when I did my slight introduction yeah. at the beginning. I hope, and I the feedback I get is that when I go to a meeting or meet a kid in a park, they wouldn't necessarily know I'm a conservative. No, no, no. But I, don't, I also yeah, think yeah. the most of the vicars now don't come over as the vicar. Mm. They, their first sort of selling feature is... I am Andrew or Peter or Keith yeah, or yeah, Simon. Yeah, yeah. If you want to come to the church, that's great. But yeah. actually, would you like to help with the food? Yeah, like, yeah. Would you like to? And it's a bit like the, the conservative. I get what you're saying. I get it on a lot of comments to me. Oh, you're a toff and blah, blah. People have got this thing in their head, what a conservative is, Church of England leader, yeah. a youth leader should be. But actually, they don't know. Because it's changed, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Well, so, so I say, why, why bother having that label? Well, why? I, for me, yeah. I'll go, okay, I'll run these by you and see what you think. Yeah. I don't think anyone should be an MP for any constituency unless they've lived in a constituency minimum five years. Also, they should have to have done either parish or town or county council. Now, you know better yeah. than most, yes. right? What that takes is a commitment, right? How much you would have to know. So, put it this way. If the choice was you, and I know that you know Chippenham inside out, and if you're going to represent the area, and I just go, well, I don't care what his party politics is, I know the guy's lived here all his life, mm. or his wife has, they know the place, they know what's going mm. on. When you get someone shipped in, because of, this is about the party politics, mm. you get shipped in from wherever, and I'm, I'm not even talking about Michelle, I'm not talking about, uh, what's his name, Duncan before, yeah. James Gray, bless them. They, they, you know, they're, they're coming into this game, this is how the, 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 the game's played. I don't think, what do you think about that? My personal view is, and I think we are getting there, and I don't say this as a conservative, I say this as politics general, I, I, I sort of 99% agree with you. I think the local attachment, and it's almost irrespective of what the parties think, it's the voters. Yeah. My personal feeling is, and it's what I get as being a councillor is, you have to have some recognition of the area you are yeah, in. Yeah. Now, if you can say to someone, I went to school, or actually, yeah, my dad is, he experienced that business yeah, closing. Yeah. I think you have a connection. I understand what went on in the past and people were perhaps parachuted in, but for me personally, it's that connection. I personally, if I wanted to be an MP, I wouldn't want to be an MP of Scarborough or yeah. Bristol, and yeah. that's no disrespect Just to like, those yeah, places. Yeah. I wouldn't have a clue what is going on in Scarborough. Yeah. And I wouldn't have a clue of what's going on in Bristol. Yeah. I have a clue what's going yeah. on in Chippenham. And you don't have to play catch-up, do you? No. Because you've lived here. Yeah. Now, and literally, no disrespect to them. So here's the next bit. Parliament Museum. Take it to Coventry. Right? A new building, a round building, which has built into it the offices of each politician, each MP, accommodation for each MP, two rooms, whoever can visit them, but the accommodation and their offices 
and a round circular place with, a, with public galleries where, where people, forget about your politicians, come together, town councils, local councils, whatever it is, come together and discuss equitably how we as a society, because Scotland's going to go, Ireland's going to be reunited, and Wales will probably join Ireland because they love them. So <laughs> England, as, and, and Kerno will go as well. So basically you're talking about Wiltshire, Kent, no. you're talking about the idea of having a centralised building, a new functional fit for purpose building, that instead of having all that, remember that, you know, the, the expenses scandal, mm. they, they were tipping in this house, yeah. that house, it's like, look, yeah. not being disrespectful again, let's get everyone, of course they, they, they're there for however long they're there at Parliament, they have to sleep, they have to eat, so let's have cafeterias in this place, in this multiplex. What do you think about that idea? I, I think, I, I don't disagree, I think what we will see out of pandemic, the pandemic and what we are seeing now, it, it's not just councils and it's not just Parliament, it's business. This, this idea, and for us at Wiltshire Council it was going to Trowbridge, as a fire service it was going to Salisbury, as MPs it was going to London, that model now, if we stand back and reflect over the last 12 months, in terms of Parliament, in your question, 600 people coming from around the country to yeah. a building, yeah. actually now, let's stand back and think about it, of course there's going to be disease transferred, yeah. Yeah. and or, not only that, if we are all talking about climate and environment, which we are, and we've all got different views, how can it be right that 600 people Travel. come from around, the, yeah. apart from the London yeah. people obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have to get on some form of transport yeah. to get to yeah. this building. Now, I am not advocating, I am a physical person like today, I'd like to come and meet you. Yeah, However, part of my diary now will be virtual meetings because it's easier. And I think, Killing, isn't it? Yeah. I think the issue is, is Parliament, and I think they were going to test it with the, with the develop, redevelopment of the Houses of Parliament to do what you said. My understanding was they were going to take Parliament to Birmingham. They were going to take really? it around. Whether that is ever going to happen, I don't know. Well, I say, you know why I say Coventry? It sounds like I want to say yeah. the politicians. They were going to take it's, it the central, it's the most central city in, the, in England. Yeah. I think either British Isles, I think, Donna, you can tell us because you know that sort of stuff. Coventry just so that it felt more equitable because this is the other thing I've lived in North London I've lived up north I've lived and worked in all these places the idea of there's a divide there's a divide there is this uh, idea that in these elites down in London are making decisions which affect all of it, everyone but they have no real idea and if you're parachuting your MP in there's no idea he, listen Ed Miliband was the it probably still is God bless him good, good, good luck to him was the, the MP for Doncaster. Now, I know Doncaster. I actually am very affectionate, mm -hmm. very fond of Doncaster. Do I think that, that Ed Miliband represents Doncaster first, or does he represent the Labour Party first? I, I I'm afraid, I think yeah. he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't know and live in Doncaster. And if he did, he'd have a right or crack. It's a good place. But the point is, they would have a perspective that would not necessarily suit with a Labour Party's overriding ide ideology. Mm. And it's like, well, that ain't gonna work then. You yeah. need somebody who lives and breathes, regardless of, of the, and also there's the other thing about, uh, about professional MPs. They just go through one thing, they never really had a proper job, they've never been in, in, in the real world. And the next thing, they're making decisions on areas they have no clue. Mm. So, I think we're getting there. I think it's a long journey. Yeah. 
Um, I think I think it's like anything. We have to, if we talk about Parliament and people voting and all the rest of it, we have to get the connection better, because otherwise you then see a low turnout, and we may see a low turnout this year because of COVID. But then you have to stand back and say, actually, what is is that democratic? If only twenty five percent of the population, yeah. or the, yeah. the uh, you know, you're getting, you want to have democracy, you need to promote it, yeah. and I think you need to get out there and take the criticism, but also take the plaudits. And you, that's, that comes with that's the nature yeah, of... Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I think it's so... OK, so when we do this festival, <laughs> 21st, let's have a, a, a... What are you going to call it then? A, a, I think there should be a way that, that people can celebrate everything about our society, our community, all the NHS, all the shop workers, all the people that got through paramedic... There'll be a list, yeah. right? You guys have had to work regardless. You've had to do all your meetings, and bless you, I've tried to do a couple on <laughs> Zoom, and you know what I mean. I've yeah, they are. They are trying my own to. eyes, and then yeah, yeah. So fair play for doing that. But having a a, a ceremony, or I say ceremony, listen to me, a festival, however it transpires, where if it has to be virtual, it will be. But if it can be in our beautiful parks, it would be great if we have people like yourself who are there to meet and greet people to say, boom, right, okay, so we're on to the next stage. I want to meet meet outside of this environment to talk about some other issues, nothing, you know, whatever, that pertain to youth specifically in order that we can put together all our resources. Yeah, and I think, I, I sadly, I think it's probably after that, but a similar sort of concept then. So local youth network, you use the example of Monkson Park, we have funded over probably the last six years um, rope, rope courses and outward bound courses mm. and rock climbing in Monkton Park. Yeah, they've been very successful. They all they are now almost self-funding because and there's actually a waiting list. We have booked and I think it's one of the bank holidays, but they all alter these days. What we are going to do, and there will be an invite coming to you, if we can get that on in Monkton Park, and I think it's probably after your. Well, it's not ours. It's, I think, why don't we combine yeah. it? What we want to do is yeah. not just have the rock climbing event on that weekend. We want other partners to trade round our rock club. Right, this mm. is Candor Arts. Oh, I've never heard of it. Yeah. This is the canoe club. This is the skate yeah, yeah, club. Yeah, 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 so yeah. people can actually... Because I think there will be a hunger to do things, but we've got to move it on. Right, let's check this out then. So we announced that the other day. I could put on that thing tomorrow with all the... Uh, Seriously, with all the all localized performers, groups, say I, we collectively yeah. can, and production, Melt Productions, really professional. I think the town, I think you guys are going to use them anyways for yeah. other things, so it makes sense. All locally based infrastructure for, for this for this unlock reset um, festival, working with the schools and the communities. We should talk about it again. Absolutely. Have to evolve. It'll yes. evolve. It'll evolve. I, I, think and I think it needs to meet everyone's needs. And it's not, you know, I'm not, we, we've got ideas because we've put on loads of events. Yeah. But, there, but, but there'll be bits, that, bits and pieces that people can take over and do, like you said. I, I think it's, it's ironic that we both, and I mentioned colleague Ross Henning and you've yeah. interviewed, I think we've both mentioned about we're not political and fine, but we always end up talking about it. Because I say that because. Absolutely, I'd love to be there in June or July, mm. whenever it is. But of course, we've got this stupid thing called an election in May. Mm. I may not be in post. So, uh, but in saying that, I've all said to people, irrespective of May, 
and if I'm still here and uh, all the rest of it, I will still be playing a part in youth. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's... Yeah. that's, I think it. that's yeah, look, it's exactly that. Yeah. If you're the guy that's going to be doing whatever because you're up for doing it, I don't care what your job is, yeah. I don't care what your politics... Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm worried about your football team, you just thought... <laughs> I, I, not anybody at the well, moment. Fair at the moment, it doesn't work like that. Right, the next thing, or just very briefly, yeah. uh, distributor roads and all that sort of stuff. What was your thoughts on it? It's ongoing, it's out for consultation. There's another meeting uh, next week about it. Not to get into the finite, but again, I suppose going back onto the youth, I go back to when I was um, getting married 30 odd years ago. Wow. I think you're going to interview my wife later. I had, a I had a choice. I wanted to buy a house. There was no houses in Chippenham I could afford. Mm. The only place I could afford to get one was Cowan or Melksham. Mm. And I'm not decrying either of those towns. They're wonderful towns. I didn't want to live in there. Mm. Thankfully, Pusham Estate mm. application erupted. We put our names down and we had a new house coming out the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the issue with the distributor road is and it's linked to housing, whether we like it or not. Yeah. I'm coming from the young people. Yeah. We we need affordable housing, whether it's there, 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 or there. Yeah. But what we need is a cohesive plan. Yeah. Right. We need a plan that will deliver infrastructure, halls, yeah, yeah. things to do. Yeah. Now, whether it's there or not, that's not within my gift. Yeah. But what I want for Chippenham is a plan of things to do, because the area I represent, Seacombe Park South, it was promised a youth hall, mm. but the money now it went on other things. So that's my point. We Here's my point. I tell you what, well, when we get the, an equivalent of the bridge centre rebuilt, when we've got the infrastructure to, to facilitate and to legislate for the youth that we have already, which we've fundamentally failed, I think. Not we, personally. <laughs> I mean, we as a society. If you don't, if you don't value them and you, you knock down the buildings, trust, they come back with the... Mm. Uh, uh. And it's interesting because... The type of kids that we work with, by the way, aren't the kids that are allowed in the bridge centre. We have to take them with the youth service, I mean. We have to take them at different times, and that's why we end up using it so much, because it's exactly what society wants us to do. Mm. Is there anything you can do with these people? Yeah, we can, but we need someone to do it. So I'm saying, forget, just, when, when we started Candy 20, uh, 23 years ago, Candy Arts for Sustainable Development, I was told by some really big thinkers, because they knew what I was trying to achieve what we, using the arts, there was 30 years, that was it, 30 years before we'd hit a, a, a tipping point and there would be no coming back environmentally. So we worked, and I know you probably don't know this, but I've worked in major industry, petrochemical companies, uh, paper mills, doing all sorts of workshops to get them to look at how they impact the local society, mm. the, the climate, etc., the social, the environmental, the financial, uh, um, what do you call it? <laughs> There's fingers, what are these things? You know, how they all get the Venn diagram of sustainable development. You can't do it without working with people on an emotional and a spiritual, if you like, physical uh, level. So building new houses or building distributor roads at this now, or I get it, what people thought that's how the world worked. It can't possibly happen. That's 75 million pounds I would like you to get for this area anyway, but not spend it on any of those. Yeah, it, it, again, I, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but I yeah. think the main thing of any development, wherever it is, it has to be a benefit to the community. Yeah, It's not just about providing houses. 
we've seen that and I've referenced Seaford Park said mm. yes it's it's a wonderful area as other areas and yes it had Sainsbury's supermarket but what else is it did it have what's it saying it had nothing so I don't trust anyone more importantly I know too much about biodiversity and the the, the massive effects the climate change and everything else for me uh, as I said having that experience mm. to sort of look at the councillors and say I am being rude but what do you actually know about this Mm. Not uh, many of them do. They do not. They have not spent twenty-three years in the sustainable development thing. The, the so if whole, they were get get some good advice. Yeah. Is, uh, uh, uh. The problem with planning is, and you, we've seen it. Whether it's a little extension next door or it's hundred houses, a thousand. Everybody, everybody has a view or what they think that a little knowledge of planning, mm. and they always say a little knowledge is dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've all seen interpretations of. Well, why can't the councillors do this, or why can't the council do that? Why can't? They, why did the government do this? It's very difficult. But going back to again what we said earlier, what we need to try and do is get that conversation happening earlier, because once government is given the council right, we need Wiltshire to provide excellent. Yes, yeah, it's wrong way round. Why? Do, why did? Why does the government think they could tell that's them? That's and that's the conversation. I say, I say, listen. I'll put you right down there. Remember this day I said it. There's absolutely no way. I don't think this is true. I don't think Boris Johnson, bless him, and his mates are going to be in power very much longer. In fact, if there was, if in truth, if you look at the, the appalling way they've handled this bizarre pandemic, and I'm just going to say two words Champions League match and Cheltenham racehorses. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone in their right minds that thought that when you have a pandemic that involves people getting in close contact, that doesn't shut the airports and the ports have got something, their perspective on life and on the validity of life and the sanctity of life, they've got it wrong. Anyway, I want to give you the last word. Say your last thing. <laughs> Only because I'm my, my children's and your wife's I, coming in soon. As I okay. said before, I, I hope I've come across it. I'm not, yes, I sit under Conservative and we've had, the, we've had the discussion where if we did away with all the politics, I like to think that when we talk, or certainly when we talk about youth, yeah. It's not about politics. No, no, it, it, there are lots of frustrations for all of us. We are trying to deliver. We will deliver, but there will be challenges. And yeah, I yeah. think I think we can only improve for the youth of Chippenham and the surrounding community by working together. There's not one or it, it can't be even if it's antisocial behaviour, it's the police's fault or it's the fire or it's the council yeah, yeah, yeah. or it's the health. We've got to come together to resolve that issue. Yeah. And we are getting there. It's getting better, but I think we can still we can still yeah. improve. Could you do me a favour? Look at the um, document that we helped uh, contribute to, Parallel Lives. It's about community cohesion. So we did that on a national level with national government. It's there. You can read it, and then you will see. Oh my goodness! They were dealing with these problems. How many years ago? Ten years? I don't remember yeah. how many years ago. Right. It's this thick. Yeah. It's done for ministers. I think my last word will yeah, be, well, and it's quite relevant to we talked about Zoom. If and it's I, know I love you, then fair enough. <laughs> We've talked about Zoom, and I know there were some parish council meetings that went gone. <laughs> but I think, I think what I was going to say is, and I think, again, we're both on the same sheet. What I don't want to do, and I don't, and it really annoys me is, and you touched upon it, and it's historic of discussions if you've got a problem and you've discussed it and discussed it and discussed it either you can resolve it or you can mm. you need to move on sometimes we've discussed issues whatever it may be for years yeah. and years and years yeah. and we can't deliver we might as well be honest to everybody 
we've talked about finances. If we can deliver something, let's get on and deliver it. Yeah, yeah, if we yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's walk away and look at another thing we can do. I just want to make sure that the £75 million that we're going to waste on destroying our environment goes to the mental health and well-being of our people. I will not be drawn, but it's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> well,